following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. Welcome to The Leftovers, brought to you by the Underdog Sports Network, with Josh Dunn, Anshu Khanna, and Dan Bauer. Hello and welcome to The Leftovers. It is Friday, December 21st. I'm Josh Dunn. I'm joined by both Dan Bauer and Anshu Khanna. Dan, how are you feeling? It sounds a little under the weather, but I'll let you tell our listeners how you're feeling. Yeah, uh, no more than 69% uh, feeling right now, but still dedicated to the leftovers as always. So happy to do a nice show for everybody. And we love you for it. Anshu Khanna, are you ready for this holiday season that approaches us? Super juiced. Nothing like Christmas in Chicago. It should be a really wild week. I'm sure. I'm sure. I will be heading to Dan's parts uh, here in the next few days back home to Ohio. Looking forward to some traveling. Uh, looking forward to some time off. But uh, we won't be taking time off from the leftovers. We're going to keep bringing you everything we've got Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And we've got a big slate of NFL games here in Week 16 that we want to preview for you guys. So uh, without further ado, let's get right down to it. We've got two Saturday games, and both of them have playoff implications. The first one's Washington at Tennessee. Josh Johnson and company will go to Nashville to take on the Titans. Uh, the Titans really led by Derrick Henry recently in these last two weeks. Do you think that he can keep things going on you? Uh, I, it's tough for me to say. I think that... You know, he's he's still a quality play in fantasy if you got him. But uh, I, I expect, given that they're 10-point home favorites, that the Titans will run Lewis and Henry a bunch. And, you know, Henry's obviously put up a couple huge high-profile games. But, um, you know, if I'm the Skins, that's what I'm keying on, too. So make Mariota, make them beat you in the uh, in the past game. It should be interesting. Uh, I think that the 10-point spread's a little much, but we'll, uh, we'll see. I, I do think the Titans end up winning. Dan, any any differences there? I, you know, obviously it's tough to to bet on the Redskins and their playoff hopes could dwindle away with this loss. But Josh Johnson, uh, you know, he's a, he's been a journeyman and he, he didn't look horrible a week ago, but they couldn't really put points on the board either. Yeah, unfortunately, when you're down to your you know fifth quarterback uh, of the season, it feels like there's really just not a lot of hope. I mean, struggled against the lowly Jaguars got their doors blown off against the giants. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a difference between looking competent and able to uh, go out and beat a Marcus Mariota led Titans team at home. I just don't think Washington has a shot. I don't disagree with you guys. I think the Titans, you know, this really puts them in a good position to uh, potentially make a run at the playoffs. Uh, Two teams still also in the hunt. Uh, The chargers pretty much in at this point, they have an opportunity to, to still battle for that number two seed and a potential uh, first round bye. Baltimore still has a chance at the division. If Pittsburgh goes down and they're able to knock the chargers off, Dan, how do you see this one shaking out? This is one of the games of the week for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see this Chargers team go up against that Ravens defense. Uh, probably one of the the best games of the weekend, uh, in, in my opinion. Um, I think the Chargers are going to be able to pull it out. This this Ravens team has has some games where they just absolutely look fantastic and ball out, and there's been some games that uh, they look like they're headed for, for dead last in the AFC North next year. So um, it, it's just kind of a hit or miss thing with the Ravens, um, and, and I just don't think Lamar Jackson's going to be able to get it done. So I'll, I'll take the Chargers still, um, but it'll be a fun one. Yeah, this is definitely the toughest defense that Lamar Jackson has faced since he's been starting for them, since Flacco's gone down. Uh, Melvin Gordon should be back. Keenan Allen looks like he'll be healthy enough to go as well, aren't you? Can Baltimore somehow pull this one out? They're four-point underdogs. The spread's uh, set at 44, or not the spread, the over-under set at 44 there. I think this could be a low-scoring game, and uh, I think that uh, even though Phillip Rivers has played amazing this season, he's one of the favorites for MVP, I, I just don't see him passing throwing for a lot of passing touchdowns in this game yeah me either uh i definitely think baltimore can win this game and and given that low total that's the exact kind of game that lamar jackson and john harbaugh want i think because the lower scoring this is the more well within range it is for lamar jackson late so uh i actually i love the ravens plus four and a half i think that this is a three-point game in either direction, and it comes down to a late play. And, you know, with Melvin Gordon and Keenan Allen playing, they're, they're both going to be banged up too. So um, I just think that some of the Chargers' weaknesses play into uh, the Ravens' strengths, and I, I, I think that it's going to be a really good game. And, I, like I said, I like the Ravens at least with the spread and maybe straight up. Interesting. I like them with the spread. I think it does come down to a field goal, but I, I think the Chargers will have enough to win as well. They still have a lot to play for. Obviously, the Ravens do as well, but uh, we'll see. That, that one definitely is going to be one to watch this weekend as you're getting ready for Christmas and the holiday that approaches. Uh, the P- Patriots have a game here against Buffalo that probably wouldn't be something we'd be talking much about on this show other than the fact that Josh Gordon uh, still can't seem to keep the – supplements out of his system. He's suspended again for violating the terms of his conditional reinstatement by the NFL, and he's now suspended officially by on the commissioner's list, and he's not able to be reinstated, at least at this point, so it's looking indefinite. Anshu, what are your thoughts here with Josh Gordon? Do you think he's ever going to step foot on a football field again? Oh, man. Um, you know, I honestly hope he does because he is really talented, and by all accounts, the only damage he's doing is to himself. I mean, obviously the team is a factor, but the Patriots knew what they were getting into and the Browns knew what they were giving up by, you know, having it only be a, you know, fifth rounder being switched here. So they knew kind of, and and last week we, and we've heard already that um, the Patriots knew last week because they were playing a whole lot of Cordero Patterson instead of Josh Gordon, wondering why Josh Gordon didn't get much of a, a workload. Now we know why. So, um, yeah, just a tough scenario for Josh Gordon and uh, for the Patriots, but they, they might be better because of this. They're they're going to have much more of a similar group uh, than they normally do as far as like the limited weapons that Brady has, and sometimes fewer mouths to feed is a good thing. So you don't think they falter here uh, at home against Buffalo? <laughs> I don't. 13.5 points might be a little much, but especially because the Bills played them pretty well in Buffalo earlier this season on Monday night, and that was with Derek Anderson. Josh Allen way, way better, um, clearly. So it'll be I think it'll be a decent game, but I do expect the Patriots to win. And, Dan, you've spoken very highly of Josh Gordon in the past, maybe higher than anybody <laughs> has ever spoken of Josh Gordon. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the suspension? 
I don't know if the use of high and higher was intentional, but <laughs> if it was, shout out to you on that one. Um, Unintended. I mean, yeah, there you go. Uh, I mean, it's it's not surprising. It's it's what he struggled with this whole time in Cleveland, why the Browns traded him away for peanuts because uh, every team knew. I mean, to act like uh, the the Browns were giving giving up a fifth, or giving him up for a fifth rounder, and there was better offers out there. It was crazy because who is going to offer? more than that for this big of a risk and it's proving why um if there was any place that you could get your career back on track um it's new england i mean the number of guys who've gone there after some struggles whether it's uh you know maybe not performing as as well as they could um or off the field issues and then and turn things around if there's one place to go it's new england if you can't get your head straight there there's nowhere else you're gonna go so uh, unfortunately i think this is a, a happy trails to josh gordon you know, I hope he gets his head right. Uh, I hope he figures himself out. And, and honestly, the next football he's going to play is he's going to have to go play, you know, CFL or some arena ball or something. Uh, unfortunately, I think his NFL career is over. Yeah, it'd be tough to see a team taking a chance on him. Uh, you know, the Bengals five years ago, I'd say we would, but they've changed their, their ways in that regard quite a bit. But uh, speaking of the Bengals and Josh Gordon's former team, the Battle of Ohio is this weekend. I will be... Uh, in attendance at this game, Dan, and I, you know, the, the the ticket prices have just gone up exponentially over the last week. I, it was crazy. I was looking to buy them a week ago. They were like, I, you could get a e- ticket easy for fifty, sixty bucks, and now they're tri- triple that. So the Browns fans are coming out in droves. They're expecting a sellout. Obviously, they want to see their playoffs hopes stay alive, but more importantly, they'd like to sweep Hugh Jackson as he was he's been under the the coaching staff of the Bengals these last two games so what do you see happening in the battle of ohio the line is pretty large it's moved from opening eight to now nine uh you know i know you're gonna want to see your boy baker the goat uh take care of business here against the Bengals at home but uh, how do you see this one shaking out yeah i think it's gonna be it's not gonna be pretty i mean i think this is a two touchdown game again uh you know, it's as much as this wants to sound like a, a Homer thing. I mean, there's just no arguing. You know, that being said, you know, I'll give it to your boy. Uh, and I'm blank on his uh, Driscoll um, coming in. And he's looked good. I mean, he, maybe not good, but uh, a lot better than what you'd expect uh, him coming in and filling in for Dalton. Um, so I think he'll, they'll put up a little bit of a fight. Uh, I think it's probably going to be a, a closer first half, but I think the Browns will pull away towards the end. Um, you know, especially assuming Denzel Ward's back, uh, it's just not going to be pretty. Uh, I'm watching him try to throw the ball around uh, against a fully healthy secondary, uh, and so I think this one's uh, not going to be pretty for you. Expert analysis, Bengals loss, aren't you? What are your thoughts here? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, the Bengals are just, Bad. I think they're borderline tank mode with Tyler Boyd now being out. Draker Patrick's questionable. I assume he's going to play since he did last week. And, you know, the Bengals played pretty well last week at, at against uh, Oakland. I just – I think given the sellout that we're expecting here for Cleveland, they're going to be playing like everything's on the line. And uh, I, I think all things being equal, it'd be kind of close. But um, with all those injuries, I kind of – I kind of think that the Browns are gonna gonna get it done here at home. Yeah, this will definitely be the biggest crowd the Bengals have played in front of in the state of Ohio this year. So uh, <laughs> it'll it'll be a fun one to watch. And uh, I just yeah, it, I'm just ready for the season to end. Tough but one. yeah, it'll be. At tough. least you'll be there in person. Yeah, in no, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Just give the ball to Joe Mixon and give me something yeah. to, something to cheer for. I'll be happy about that. 
Uh, what about Tampa Dallas? I, you know, Dallas is in kind of a must-win situation here as well. They're still trying to remain in control of the division, and Tampa obviously reeling a bit. But Anchi, what do you see happening here in uh, in in the Big D? I think people call D, it people call it that, right? Are, they do call it that. The Big D. That's right. Um, I expect Big D to play real well at home. I mean, that's been their mo this year. Is they have played so so well at home, and then on the road. For example, last week they get totally shut out by the Colts, 23 nothing. I mean, I do not expect that again. The Bucks have been playing pretty hard. They gave up just 20 points to the Ravens, 28 to the Saints the week before, 17 to the Panthers the week before that, 9 to the Niners the week before that. So they've played a lot better this last month. But uh, I expect in Dallas, uh, in Jerry World, for the Cowboys to just come out and, and do work on the Bucks. So going to be tough. going to be tough for Bucks fans here uh, that are – for whatever reason, watching their team. Yeah, I, I'm expecting a big game out of Amari Cooper. Do you think the Bucks can keep it close, Dan? No, I think this is a, a big bounce-back game for Dallas. Uh, and, I, you know, a big lo- blowout loss to the Colts last week. I think you come out on this one and absolutely dominate uh, against a Buccaneers team that is really real. And so uh, I think Dallas comes out, uh, guns ablaze, and, uh, de- and just takes care of business. I'm going to go out on a limb and predict a big bounce back show for your voice as well uh, here on our next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Houston at Philadelphia. Uh, Philly really in a must-win situation. And Houston coming off their first loss. Yes, was it this past weekend their loss, right? Am I getting that right, Houston? Houston? Yes. Yeah. yeah, okay. So uh, Houston coming off their first loss. Okay, it was two weeks ago. That's why I was getting confused. Yeah, sorry. They won on Saturday night. That's Saturday. right. Uh, but they, they uh, obviously have only lost one in their past 10 games. So the, the, yeah. the Texans, they could use a uh, you know, win here against Philadelphia on the road. Obviously, Texans fans would love to see them playing uh, you know, after the, the first weekend, not having to play on wild card uh, Sunday where they, the Patriots could end up, which is odd, and we've talked about that. But can the Eagles do this with Nick Foles you know, running the show? I guess that's the big question here. Dan, do you, do you see enough out of Nick Foles? Obviously, he's a Super Bowl MVP, uh, but can he knock off this Houston Texans team whose defense has been playing some of their best football of late? No, I mean, I hate to continue being the skeptic all over this show, uh, but this Houston team uh, is, you know, it's, it's, this Houston D especially is going to be way too much for Nick Foles. I mean, he had his flash in the pan. Uh, you know, he, he's electric when there's no expectations, uh, but when when you're kind of expecting him to not be able to pull out a big game, he tends to, to actually do that. So um, with Houston a, a big favorite, I don't expect that kind of carefree throw it all over the place, uh, throw it up in the air, and hope your guys come down with it. Uh, it's just something you can't do uh, against against Houston. So I don't think his style really fits uh, well to get a win uh, in Houston. So I, I expect Houston to come out on top of this one. Las Vegas disagrees. The Eagles are the favorite. They're two-point favorites at home. What do you think, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like the Eagles are on a – on a path to roaring all the way back. All they need is one Cowboys loss, and they're right there in the NFC East. Um, and that's very much doable, maybe not this week, but possibly next week. So Eagles are in an interesting spot. Like you said, the Texans have a bye to play for. This is a really, really interesting game. One of the best as far as both teams having something very legitimate to play for here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of like the Eagles. They've, they've clearly got something with um, with Nick Foles. When, when he's there, he's more willing to throw the ball up to Alshon Jeffrey. 
they're less willing to just hand the ball into a bunch of crappy running backs running the ball into the line. <laughs> so I, I think that it's going to be good. I, I, I'm really looking forward to this game. I think that Deshaun Watson is going to have a huge game. I expect a lot of points, and um, I do think that Philly ultimately wins this one. Yeah, I think this is a field goal game as well. I think this is another one to keep an eye on as potential game of the week, as well as the next one we're going to talk about, and that's Pittsburgh at New Orleans. Uh, the Saints, obviously, you know, in position here to to, to lock up this number one seed. Uh, they really need a win at home against Pittsburgh, and they play their best football at home, obviously. Pittsburgh's coming off the big win at home against the Patriots, uh, and they would like to win this one to, to put an you know, their, their stranglehold on the division. Uh, Anshu, how do you see this one shaking out? Obviously the, the big story with this one was uh, the, the talk about Roethlisberger with uh, Saints defensive end Cam Jordan. He said ben, Big Ben's not in the top five, and he almost looked, uh, you know, surprised and perplexed that a reporter would even ask such a ridiculous question. So thoughts on that and thoughts on the game. Yeah, he, he mentioned Eli Manning being a better quarterback than Ben Roethlisberger. I know I'm talking to two huge Roethlisberger haters. Love I'm the no troll. fan myself, but he's, <laughs> but he's definitely a top five of his era. Like, no question about that, I think. And, and clearly better than Eli. I know he's got one less, or the same amount of Super Bowl wins. So, uh, yeah, don't get that one. But I... I, I mean, I think that the Saints, they've been a little bit off. I expect them to come home. That dome is going to be rocking. I think that six points is not enough. I love the Saints. I think this game is going to be really, really fun um, as far as points scored. I know the Saints defense has playing, been playing way, way better over the last month or so, but um, I don't think that they can contain those two receivers. So, Although Juju Smith-Schuster did leave practice today, so that's something to keep an eye on. But if he's playing... Steelers have way too many weapons to keep it to keep be kept down. I still like the Saints, though. Do you think the Saints have the best home field advantage in the NFL? Um, no. Uh, it, just in terms of like versus neutral, I think that the Seahawks have the biggest change from neutral to home. But the Saints, of course, at home are insane. They're on the fast track. Their team is so built for that dome and that turf. Um, so it's it's between those two, and then maybe the Chiefs as well. Dan, I know that uh, game last week, Pittsburgh against New England, put a damper on uh, the Browns' playoff hopes. Technically, they could still get in if some ridiculously improbable things happen, I guess. But uh, where do you see this game shaking out here for Pittsburgh? Yeah, I think this is uh, the Saints are going to take control of this one. Uh, the Steelers team just tends to look completely different uh, on the road than it does at home, uh, and I would expect that trend to continue. Like you said, just a crazy home field advantage in New Orleans. Um, I think Drew Brees is going to throw all over this defense, and uh, I can't wait to watch the Steelers go down uh, in hopefully literal flames. That would be awesome. Last one we're going to talk about, uh, not the last game of the week, but Broncos Raiders. I think we're going to take a pass on that one this week. We've got Chiefs on the road at the Seahawks, who, aren't you just mentioned, have the best home field advantage in the league, in his opinion. Uh, Seahawks need this one. They're 8-6. and six. They could use it. Uh, you know, they're in a position to make the playoffs. And the Chiefs, you know, Chiefs look like they're beatable lately. Obviously, they've had the whole Kareem Hunt situation. They've had some big injuries. Uh, they're still probably one of the better offenses in the league, if not the best. But the Seahawks could use a win. And they've played some of their best football of late, especially in the run game. Dan, how do you think this one shakes out? This one's a tough one. I mean, uh, like Anshu mentioned, that Seattle home field advantage is big. Um, I think Kansas City pulls this one out. I think it's going to be close. Um, I'm really looking forward uh, to this one. I mean, it's 
a lot of question marks. I mean, on Kansas City, on, on how healthy they are. Uh, I mean, uh, Mitchell Schwartz is, is hurt. Uh, Sammy Watkins, Spencer Ware. Um, so, assuming those guys actually play and, and don't sit out, I think Kansas City still pulls this thing out in the end. Uh, but it's going to be a fun one again. Uh, Seattle's one of those teams we talked about all year that just seems to be a little bit hit or miss. Uh, obviously, lose last week to the Niners in a, in a very unexpected fashion. So uh, I, I do expect them to bounce back and play well. I just don't think it's well enough to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, this one's, this one's a tough one to pick. I, I really do think the Seahawks have a chance to knock off the Chiefs here. But it's, it's a, you know if I were like a betting man on it, I don't think I could make that mistake because the Chiefs are just that good. They're, they're one of those teams that I just wouldn't bet against. But I really do think the Seahawks have an opportunity here to win this game. Anshu, why don't you take us home? What do you think your lookalike Russell Wilson's going to do here? <laughs> um, I think, uh, look, let's look at the teams they've played at home, the Seahawks. They beat the Cowboys, a playoff team, 24-13 at home. They lost to the Rams at home, 33-31, back when the Rams looked completely unstoppable. They lost to the Chargers at home, 25-17. They beat the Packers, 27-24, and they beat the Lions, the Vikings, 21-7. So that's your, those are your precursors at home. They have not been unstoppable there, but they have been a lot better. I think Bobby Wagner is an absolutely perfect matchup for Travis Kelsey. So in that way, I think that they are going to give Patrick Mahomes some problems. The crowd is going to be a huge factor on Sunday night. I I tend to think that the Seahawks are actually going to close this deal and do it. I know they looked awful against the Niners last week. There were some weird bounces in that game, and the, and the Seahawks were clearly just not into it. I mean, they were they were just totally going through the motions. They will not be this week. I can almost guarantee you that. So I will take the Seahawks against my better judgment. The Chiefs are definitely the better team, but the Seahawks are so different at home. So uh, I like Seattle. All right, Anshu, let's stay with you for Oh, By The Way. We're going to keep this show short and sweet so you guys can get to your Fridays and get your holidays started. But, uh, Anshu, what do you have for us? The hot stove is in full flame. Manny Machado finishes his whirlwind three-city tour today in Philadelphia. Um, So he met with the Yankees for all of 90 minutes before going to dinner. That was on Wednesday. On Monday, he came to Chicago, visited with the White Sox for two full days. So, and then today he meets with the Phillies. There was like this weird construction worker that intercepted him on his way into Citizens Bank ballpark and like told him to get paid. And you got to just think, I saw a funny tweet about it. One of the, one of the, I think the journalists or Philly fans was like, you wait four, three or four years for this free Asian class. And then this dumbass right here basically intercepts <laughs> and ruins the whole thing for you. Like, if you're Manny Machado, you're like, geez, I have to deal with a whole city's worth of these idiots. Um, but no, I think, I think it's, it's such a total toss up. Obviously the White Sox training for Yonder Alonso puts them, I think right there, it's going to be so interesting what, how this all breaks out and what it means for Bryce Harper, but I can't wait. I bet in the next week we find out where Machado is going. So keep it tuned. I think it's going to be real interesting. Nice. And obviously our eyes and ears are watching that very closely. Uh, I'm going to talk a little NBA like I like to do here on Oh, By the Way during football season. Uh, The Houston Rockets broke the uh, three-point record with 26 in a big win over the Wizards. Obviously, we've talked about how bad the Rockets have been this year to hold debacle with Carmelo Anthony. Seems like they're finally starting to hit some kind of stride and they really need to do uh, a job of stringing some wins together to get back into the playoff race. And, you know, obviously they were the number one seed in the playoffs last year and haven't looked like it up to this point. The other thing I wanted to mention is the Anthony Davis. Uh, you know, this situation is starting to heat up a little bit, whether or not 
they would be willing to move him with the Pelicans and obviously where he would end up. LeBron has come out and said he would love to see him in L.A. We all know Boston has the assets that maybe would entice the Pelicans to let go. And Anthony Davis has really said, continued saying that he just wants to figure out what needs to happen to turn the team around in New Orleans and isn't thinking about where he's going to play next. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see if he is on the move, whether it's at the trade deadline, whether it's next offseason, or whether or not he stays in New Orleans and is able to, to lure another star. Uh, as, as you guys well know, Drew Holiday is a big uh, I'm a big fan of Drew Holiday, and he's turned into a star in the last couple of years. But they really do need a blockbuster type of player uh, to be able to keep Anthony Davis there. So keep an eye on that. We'll talk more about it as news comes up. But, Dan, why don't you take us home? Uh, I'll bookend this, oh, by the way, with uh, one more hot stove story. Uh, Daniel Murphy signs a two-year, $24 million deal with the Colorado Rockies. Uh, to me, just a whole lot of money for a guy who had nearly a negative one wins above replacement last year. Uh, just feels like this dude continues to land on teams and get contracts far after uh, his best playing days are over. So shout out to him for milking another $24 million out of a major league baseball team. It is not what I would spend uh, money on if I was the Rockies, but more power to Daniel Murphy. Fair enough. Uh, anything you guys would like to add other than a happy holidays to our listeners? No, sir. Enjoy good, it. Good luck last minute Christmas shopping. Absolutely. For Dan Bauer, Dan, aren't you? Find a freaking lozenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ricola. For Dan Bauer and Anchu Kana, I am Josh Dunn. This has been The Leftovers. We will see you guys on Monday.